And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, and today we're going to discuss why Christians should be involved in politics with Executive Director David Smith of Illinois Family Institute. I'm an attorney and a partner in the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not-for-profit administration to religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Today, our guest is Mr. David Smith, Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute, a ministry dedicated to upholding marriage, family, life, and liberty in Illinois. David has uh, been interviewed on a number of uh, radio programs. At one time, he even had his own. And uh, right. he has been just involved in so many different issues, such as uh, in Illinois, such as sex education, abortion, drug decriminalization, just to name a few. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rich. Uh, I'd Glad like to, to be here. I'd like just to start. Tell us a little bit about uh, Illinois Family Institute. What are you doing? All right. <laughs> well, I, I like to give the little elevator speech. All right. Um, description of that we try to bring a biblical perspective to public policy. I'll say that five times fast. Right? All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> let, let me ask you this. I notice in your bio. Okay, so you're doing this, but you worked originally for a Chicago alderman. Now, yes. that seems to be an oxymoron. <laughs> What's going on? Well, um, it was funny. In my senior year of college, uh, I was going to hmm. University of Illinois at Chicago, Circle Campus, as some of the old-timers may remember the name of it. I do. And um, I, I wanted to do an intern, so I called my local alderman. Uh, to do an internship, and uh, I found out they didn't have a position for intern, but they had a paid position available, and it worked perfectly with my school schedule. Um, the woman who answered the phones at the alderman's office wanted to be home in the afternoon when her kids got home from school, and so they needed someone basically from 2.30 until 5, when the office closed. And so I got my foot in there, Rich. I got, I, I was able to get a little experience. And, uh, in, in, you know, she was, an, she was, she's now retired, an Irish Catholic Democrat who was pro-life. And so I had no problems wow. really working for yeah. her. And it was eye-opening because I did also experience uh, the Democratic Chicago um, political machine. The, the, the 19- what machine? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I worked in the 19th Ward. <laughs> That the nineteenth ward still is has been for a very long time a political powerhouse in the city of Chicago. So if anyone's familiar with that, that's the Mount Greenwood, Morgan Park, Beverly area. Of I'm the very city familiar of with that. I, I'm a zoning attorney, <laughs> and and there's an unwritten rule in Chicago, and it's not even so unwritten anymore. Which is, if you want zoning in my um, ward, yes. First, you go to the alderman. Absolutely. And if the alderman says yes, you've got it. If the alderman says, well, you don't have it. If the alderman says yes, you have the opportunity to get it. If the alderman says no, you might as well fold up and go home. That's so right. It's a very, very tight system, and and uh, I have dealt with the nineteenth ward. That is one of the few places I was not able to get my 
um, church actually zoned. Uh-oh. We were buying a, a car dealership, and they didn't want it to move from commercial um, to not-for-profit because of the loss of the tax base. And so they were adamantly <laughs> against us. We see that on a very frequent basis. Where, where was that at? You know, I'm forgetting the street that it was. It was in Beverly, <coughs> and and so it was in that whole area. And uh, uh, that was one of the few losses that I really uh, have well, thought a great deal about. Th- this is true. The alderman is king of their or ward. Or queen. Or queen That's of right. their ward, and uh, what they say goes. <laughs> well, all right, moving from there back to what you're doing with Illinois Family Institute. Yes. Um, our overall topic is going to be why should Christians be involved right now? It's a pretty discouraging time. But before we do that, you got involved in the referendum to protect marriage in Illinois. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Sure. We lost that one ultimately. Yes, this was 2005, 2006. Uh, we tried to get a non-binding question on the ballot uh, asking voters if marriage should be defined as one man, one woman in our state constitution. Uh, we were hoping that would uh, not only drive conservative turnout, but it would also push the legislature in Springfield to do the right thing and get this amendment process going, because it has to start with them. Um, and anyway, so we needed 283,111 signatures, <clears throat> just, you know, to be specific. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yes. And we got 347,000 signatures. Now, we were hoping to double the number of signatures we wanted, but we, we only got 347,000 signatures, which is uh, a yeoman's task. And a lot of people like yourself, I, I Rich, actually know that because I went out collecting those signatures yes. in my church above both places. Absolutely. We had people all over the state circulating this, and it was wonderful. But, um, again, we're talking about the Chicago political Let me interrupt you for just one second. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker from the law firm of Malk and Baker, and we're speaking with David Smith of Illinois Family Institute. Go ahead, David. Sure. Well, we were talking about the Chicago political machine. Well, um, Michael Madigan, who is the Speaker of the House, has been for plus 30 years now, um, sent his top uh, attorney, uh, Mike Casper, after our signatures, after we filed them with the State Board of Election, and they started to challenge them. They challenged 100,000 of our signatures to try to disqualify them. In the end, they did disqualify enough to push us under the 283,000 level that we needed, and therefore we didn't succeed. But, Rich, what I want listeners to know that this process is very subjective, For example, my mother signed that petition, and she lived in the same house for 40 years. Her original voter card signature probably doesn't reflect her signature 40 years later, right? With arthritis, with maybe age. Um, The whole process of challenging signatures were based on what the original voter card said. And so those kind of things were thrown out automatically. Then there's others, like your name is Rich. You you may have signed your voter card, Richard, and if you signed our petition just Rich and you you were Richard on your voter card, they threw it out. So these kind of subjective, it was very, very painful, very eye-opening. And, of course... uh, Well, that leads me to something when you say that. All right. It was very painful. Yes. If you want to enter into politics, if you want to do battle, you got to be willing to... Pay the price and lose. I think that's true. That's well, yes. Especially okay. if you're from Illinois, right? Yeah. And and so so tell me, how do you keep going? Because we're not winning everything right now. 
Well, I I really firmly believe as a Christian, we need to keep our eyes on the prize. You know, the older I get, the more I realize life is short. Scripture is full of that, telling us life is but a whisper, right? Life is just the breath. Um, scripture tells us to count the days, number the days, right? Because the days are evil and to keep your eyes on and then work heartily under the Lord. So if we keep those things in focus, you know, we, we can we can realize, hey, this is a temporary thing that we're doing. We're ambassadors for Christ, right? It's a temporary job assignment. Um, we want to be faithful and we want to continue to be faithful. We're not called to victory, though that would be nice. <laughs> we're called to faithfulness. And if you look at the Old Testament, you know. All the prophets, so many of the prophets. One of my favorite prophets, Ezekiel. What did God tell Ezekiel? I'm going to send you to hard-headed people. They're not going to listen to you, but I'm going to send you anyway, right? And don't worry, I made your head harder than theirs. <laughs> so are you telling me, David, you're getting a really hard head? <laughs> I, I do. I have a hard You know, it, of course, everyone gets discouraged with political losses, but we, get, again, have to focus on the prize, of the upward calling, right? Well, let me ask you this then. Sure. What is that prize within the, you know, so often people think that politics and, and religion don't mix. Um, oh, no. Uh, because, because, you know, it's, it's a polluted process. And, and so what's the prize? How, how as Christians are we involved in this? Oh, well, that, there's a lot of, there, I, I want to flush that out. But immediately I want to say, you know, Christ came and when he was before Pilate uh, being interrogated, he, he was asked, are you a king? And he said, uh, yes, I'm a king, but my kingdom is not from here. I came to earth, he went on to say, to testify to truth. That's what he said. Yes, it is. Right? So if we're conformed, supposed to be conformed to his image, shouldn't you and I and the rest of Christianity be testifying to truth? There's a battle going on in the public square. And we're called to be test to testify to the truth in the public square, no matter what. Now I'm, now I'm playing pilot. Yes. So what is what truth? Is true? That's exactly. <laughs> so, and that's exactly what he did, right? Yeah. What is truth? So help me out with that. You say sure. we're called to testify to truth. Translate that into political uh, terms. What are we testifying to right now in Illinois? What are you doing, IFI doing, to testify to truth? Well, you know, the scripture is full. It addresses all the issues of the day. And that's what we try to do as well. Everything from abortion to marriage to uh, sexual purity to gambling to marijuana or drug usage, um, all these things, scripture talks to. There's truth there. And we know um, in a real way, um, the natural law upholds scriptural truth doesn't it right i certainly agree with you and certainly our founding fathers had that perspective in, in writing our laws absolutely and we can go into it i mean for example um drug usage it, you know scripture talks about alcohol is fine right you can drink fine but you don't get drunk right also talks about being sober-minded when it comes to marijuana you cannot take a sip or a smoke, a tote, of marijuana and not get intoxicated. That's important for people to understand. Coming up, we'll be talking further on why Christians should be involved in politics. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with David Smith of Illinois Family Institute. David, when we left for the break, I had asked you a question. What is truth? <laughs> and, and you'd laughed at me. That was the question that uh, Pilate put to Jesus. That's right. And we're talking about what is truth for Christians in the political area right now. So give me a little bit more. In Illinois, what are we facing? We're, we're, we're facing a supermajority in Springfield of Democrats who are pushing agendas that are not friendly to truth or to uh, pro-family policies, uh, policies that really do damage uh, to liberty, uh, individual liberty, um, to family liberty, to uh, conducive economic liberty, to, you know, all, I can just ramble on and on. Give me, for example, what... what what bills are you thinking about, or what laws have come into place that are doing this? Okay, the, the two bills right away, we, most <clears throat> most uh, significantly involved in. Uh, last year, House Bill 217 was a bill uh, that was proposed uh, to censor, and I'm going to use that word intentional, intentionally, um, to censor professional therapists and clergy members from helping needy children, minor children, who have unwanted same-sex attraction or gender identity disorder. This law was passed by the Illinois General Assembly by slim margins and then signed into law by Governor Bruce Runner. This is a terrible bill. Break that down. That sounds very therapeutic. What are we talking about here? Right. It basically is telling professional therapists, you cannot help someone who is a young person, who is a minor child under, I think, 17, is that the law? 17 or 16? Uh, that that has unwanted same sex. They're struggling. They have these thoughts, these attractions. They don't want these attractions, or they're confused about their gender identity, and they don't want to be confused. So, mom, dad, can we go see somebody? Um, so can I talk this out? Can we get help because I'm struggling here? Not in Illinois. You can't do it in Illinois. You're gonna well, have to. Well, what happens if, if I'm a parent and my right. my child? First of all, I'm concerned with that issue for sure. my child and sure. for his well being. What can, what can I do? In Illinois, you're going to have to go out of state now. You're going to have to go uh, to you know Indiana, Wisconsin, Missouri, uh, Kentucky. I don't know. You're going to have to go out of state because Illinois lawmakers, in their infinite wisdom, and I say that sarcastically, uh, have decided that this is harmful to the child uh, and should be outlawed. So what happens to the therapist who continues to... You know, I actually don't know what the penalty is. Uh, I'd have to go back and well, look at actually, the Well, actually, if I recall, we have a lawsuit now on file. Now, That's right. Thank God for Malkin Baker, who are standing up to this. And I want to call it what it is. It's tyrannical. It's tyrannical. This is government coming in, telling professional therapists and clergy, you can't say certain things. Well, how did we get there in America, where we're having our, our state lawmakers saying to professional therapists and clergy, you can't say certain things. David, that I'm, sounds like something from Russia. I'm going to have to the bring you back to the station. Actually, I'll bring John Malk, my partner, who is actually yes. the one who is uh, behind our lawsuit, which is uh, challenging the state on this basis because Amen. it is a violation of our rights, particularly as pastors, because if you're going to follow biblical principles, then... It's very clear in the biblical uh, model what homosexuality is. Well, it's a dangerous precedent, too, because it starts with professional therapists and clergy. Where does it go from there? 
anyone who says anything, right? So this is a dangerous precedent. And the flip side, can I just real quick to go this ahead. too? Uh, Senate Bill 1564 recently was signed into law. It's going to go into effect in January 2017, is going to force medical professionals to give abortion referrals to women who, in a crisis pregnancy center, despite the fact that they may be pro-life and object to giving that kind of um, direction to someone. Think about that for a second, Rich. As as, as Christian men, if somebody came up to us on the street and said, hey, a guy, okay, uh, hey, where can I find a a strip bar? Even if we knew where it was, we'd say, I ain't telling you. I'm not going to tell you where you can go sin, right? Right. And so pro-life doctors being compelled by the state to go and uh, uh, violate their conscience and tell a woman where she can kill her unborn child? I mean, think about the two of these bills juxtaposed, right? You got one saying, uh, the government saying to the therapists and and clergy, you cannot say certain things. On the other hand, you've got the government telling uh, medical professionals, you must say certain things. Rich, if this is not tyranny, what is? Right, and... and most people are not aware of how serious this is. It is serious. Now, you, you have told me something, though, and, and here I disagree with you, David. Uh-oh. You said, I can go to Indiana or I can go to Michigan or something. Okay. Frankly, this is a, is a uh, nationwide movement. It and is. And so the day will come when I can go nowhere. Well, Illinois is the third state, right? Yeah. California, New Jersey already has similar right. laws, and it's coming all over the place. But thank God Malkin Baker is suing and standing up to that, as well as the other conscience rights bill for medical professionals. Thank God for Malkin Baker. We'll have you back to talk more on that. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with David Smith, Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute. David, I wanted to pivot here a little bit because one of the things that I'm looking at is is the courage that it takes to stand in today's uh, society and speak out truth. Truth is not a popular thing. Certainly our media and certainly our academia um, do not welcome truth. And you're just talking about how government is beginning to limit our ability to speak truth. That's right. With consequences if, if we're to do that. I want to read something that you wrote, and then I want you to comment on it. Sure. In his letter to the church at Philippi, St. Paul instructs the Philippians and us not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication With thanksgiving, let your needs be known to God. Likewise, in the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, Jesus exhorts all who follow him not to be anxious about the worries of the day, but rather to store up treasure in heaven. For where your treasure is, there will your hearts also be. Both of these passages call us to reorient our perspective. How do we do that? What is this reorientation you're talking about? Well, the, the first part of there talks about prayer, right? Yes. We need to be praying. We need to be calling out to God, the Father, asking for his filling of the Spirit, because without that, we're going to be overwhelmed with anxiety, with the fear of man, okay? Uh, and, and, you know, it's funny. In Isaiah, um, Isaiah quotes uh, God saying, why are you, basically, right, this is Dave Smith paraphrase, right? Why are you afraid of man? who withers like the grass. Why are you afraid of him? If we really believe what we believe about God, our, our fear shouldn't, we shouldn't fear man. We should be as bold as Ezekiel, as bold as Nehemiah, as bold as David before Goliath, right? 
saying, who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine? <laughs> Can I say that on the radio? Anyway. <laughs> you just did. I just did. <laughs> that's scripture, right? <clears throat> you know, that's how bold we should be. But the fear of man oftentimes envelops us, and we, we get our eyes, like Peter, on the waves, right, instead of on the Lord, who then strengthens us and equips us to be able to walk on the water, even though the, 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 the swells and the wind, and the rain is pelting. David, I'm beginning to think you missed your calling. Uh-oh. <laughs> you, you might have been a preacher, but at any rate, you said, okay, so that was part one. What yeah. was part two of this? So prayer is part one of this. Um, part two is action. We have to walk in faith and trust the Lord. You know, um, you know, it's one thing to be like David and go out and say, who is this? But he went out on the battlefield, picked yeah. up five smooth stones, and slung them. You know, there's a scripture that I keep thinking about. And it's it's in the end of, uh, I think it's the second chapter of Philippians, and it says, for, the, for you too are called to this contention from which you have seen that I have been in and now hear that I am also involved in. That's right. We're involved in a contention, in a contest, in a conflict, and we don't have a choice about it. We, we can sit on the sidelines. No. But that will not, uh, we're not exempt from the consequences of what is taking place in our society. No, absolutely. In fact, I'd like to talk about that, why Christians should be involved. Well, tell me. Let's go. <clears throat> well, my first, I would point to people, to Romans chapter 13, where we're told the purpose of government, right? Um, God says, or, or Paul says in Romans 13, that all authority is ordained by God. Um, most Christians will say, yeah, that's right. Or all, well, my, I like to ask the question, who did God ordain in America? The, the response I normally get is, well, the president. Well, okay, hold on. Stop. Um, what's the first three words of the Constitution? We the people. Mm, so who did he ordain? We the people. Oh, how are we doing with that? <laughs> yes. That's a rhetorical question, <laughs> I can tell. Hey, that's right. And you know what? When I ask that, I, you get sheepish looks like, ooh. They understand. Well, this is a responsibility, that God has given to us. It's a huge blessing, right? Self-government. But self-government requires you participate. When Christians sit on the sideline, what happens? We give the reins over to humanists and atheists. David, I've got to stop you because our time is almost out. Tell us about IFI. How do we get a hold of you? Sure. IllinoisFamily.org is our website. Subscribe to our emails. Give us a call at 708-781-9328 if you want. But uh, what about donations? Can we give donations too? We are a 501c3, and so your donations are tax deductible, and we we greatly need them and appreciate them. Give me one more time. How can we get a hold of you? IllinoisFamily.org. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, 312 312- 726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Mauk and Baker is a Christian law firm based in Chicago with which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their needs. Give us a call. This is Lawyers for Jesus. Thanks for being with us. Serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve some.